into our feet and a light into our path. We just invite you, Holy Spirit, to bring understanding and bring revelation to us. Uh, we thank you for our counsel, first family, let's continue to bless them, prosper them in every area. And we thank in advance, Holy Spirit, what you're going to do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. I thank Apostle for the opportunity to minister. Um, we have been, we've been talking about sonship, and um, I wanted to focus in on being sons of peace this morning, being sons of peace. And I want us to open up our Bibles to uh, Luke chapter 10 and verse, uh, let's look at verse 6. Luke chapter 10 and verse 6. Praise God. Hallelujah. And it says here, and if a son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon them. And I'm going to lift up that phrase, son of peace. If not, it shall turn to you again. And um, I just want us to target on um, sons of peace and manifesting as sons of peace. I want to talk about that, manifesting as sons of peace. Hallelujah. Praise God. And this, we're still focusing in on our identity as sons, and we're going to target in as uh, the sons of peace. And, and if God is the God of peace, and we'll look at the passage on that, which is one of his titles, then we could conclude that we, his children, are sons of peace. Amen. Amen. This word peace, uh, the Hebrew word is the word shalom. And uh, the word shalom means completeness and soundness uh, and welfare. It means to be well. Uh, it means health and it means prosperity. Amen. And so we're going to be uh, looking at some passages here as we focus in on sons of peace and, and, um, and continue to build revelation about our identity as sons of peace. Amen. Amen. This is one aspect of who we are as sons of God. Uh, also, the, uh, the New Testament word for peace is irene, and it means uh, prosperity, uh, oneness in, in relationships, um, no war. So it's talking about peace. And one of the best passages, I think, to uh, uh, present peace is out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23 and 24. So let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 23 and 24. And um, let's look at this in the Message Bible. And it says, and may God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole. So this, this word peace talks about wholeness. Everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole, put you together, spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our master, Jesus Christ. And then the next verse, verse 24, the one who called you is completely dependable. And if he said it, he'll do it. Hallelujah. Somebody say he'll do it. Hallelujah. So he's in the process of making us whole and manifesting his wholeness to us as his sons. Hallelujah. Uh, let's look at some references on uh, uh, the sons of holy, uh, sons of peace. And uh, one of the references is Genesis chapter 15 and verse 15. Let's, let's go there. Uh, this is one of the first references of peace. And it's referring to Abraham, uh, whom we could call one of the first sons of peace. And uh, he has a promise, and God gives him this promise here uh, about the end of his life in Genesis 15 and 15. He said, but not you. You'll have a long and full life and die a good and peaceful death. Hallelujah. And so he gets, he gets a promise from the Lord that he's going to pass on in peace. Hallelujah. He's going to pass on in peace. 
And uh, I'm using the word P, but the letter P as I'm talking about some of these points today. But he's going to pass on in peace. And imagine if you could pass on in peace, then you could live in peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he not only passed on in peace, but he lived in peace. Praise God. Let's look at another passage here. Let's go to Genesis chapter 41 and verse 15. God used another son of peace by the name of Joseph. In Genesis 41 and verse 15, 15 and 16, and then we'll skip down to verse 29. Uh, he says here, uh, I dreamed a dream, Pharaoh told Joseph. Nobody can interpret it, but I've heard that just by hearing a dream, you can interpret it. And then verse 16, Joseph, Joseph answered, not I, but God. God will set Pharaoh's mind at ease. And uh, put this one in the uh, Amplified Bible for me, that verse. Here it says, Joseph answered Pharaoh, it is not in me. God, not I, will give Pharaoh a favorable answer of peace. Hallelujah. And so he gives him, uh, he gives him this, the answer. And part of the answer, if we go down to verse 29, he says, uh, take note, seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt are coming. So this is from Pharaoh's dream. And then verse 30. Then there will be seven years of hunger and famine, and there will be so much want that all the great abundance of the previous years be forgotten in the land of Egypt. And hunger and destitution, starvation will exhaust, consume, and finish the land. And then he gives them an answer down in verse 34. He says, let Pharaoh do this. Then let him select and appoint officers over the land and take one-fifth of the produce of the whole land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years, year by year. So take 20%, he tells them. He gives them a strategic uh, strategy to put them in position of power. And when the famine hit, they were ready because they had put aside 20% ahead of time in the years of abundance. And so he got that, he got that peace. He got that uh, peaceful answer. And so God can use us as his sons of peace to bring supernatural answers to those around us for their situations. Just like God used Joseph and gave him an answer of peace. That, that was Joseph's burden. But God used one of his sons by the name of Joseph to give him an answer to bring peace. And so instead of being behind, they were ahead of the game because of the prophetic answer that he gave. And so that answer helped Shalom, uh, that helped Pharaoh's Shalom. That helped his welfare. And so God used one of his sons to help him. Hallelujah. Uh, also, peace can be used to describe our, our health. If you'll go with me over to uh, Luke chapter 8 and verse 46. God can provide wholeness in our physical bodies. Peace in our physical bodies. Luke chapter 8 and verse 46. And let's go in the New Living Translation. But Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me. For I felt healing power go out from me. We'll keep going down to verse 48. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees before him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Immediately healed. Hallelujah. And then notice here, he says, daughter, talking about sons and daughters of peace. He says, daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. 
go in peace. Hallelujah. So here was a daughter who wanted her physical healing restored. And so she went to the source. She went to Shalom. She went to Jesus and touched his garment. And Jesus said, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Go in wholeness. And behold, hallelujah. Here's a promise out of Isaiah 53 and verse 4. Let's go to Amplified. Isaiah 53 and verse 4. Verses 4 and 5. He says, surely he has borne our griefs, our sicknesses. And that's what he did for that woman and that's what he's done for us. Our griefs, our sicknesses, our weaknesses, and our distresses. So we don't need to be distressed when we have the peace of God on the inside of us. When we are the sons and daughters of peace. He says, uh, our weaknesses and our distresses, they carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, spitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. And then verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and our iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain what? Peace and well-being. So that's what this peace means, well-being, wholeness. For us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are what? Healed and what else? And made whole. So that's the peace of God. Shalom is wholeness, is completeness. Whole spirit, soul, and body. So he paid the price for us to be whole in every area of our lives. Hallelujah. And so we take our identity as sons of peace that we are whole in every area of our lives. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's look at another uh, example of a son of peace. Let's go to uh, Exodus chapter 18. Exodus 18. How the Lord used another son to bring peace, peaceful wisdom to a process. In Luke 8, uh, in Exodus 18 and verse 21, we can look at them in the New Living Translation. He says, but select from all the people some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes, appoint them as leaders over the groups of 1,150 and 10. They should always be available to solve the people's common disputes, but have them bring the major cases to you. Let the leaders decide the smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load, making the task easier for you. This is the wisdom that Jephthah was given to Moses. He said, if you follow this advice, and if God commands you to do so, then you will be able to endure the pressures, and all these people will go home in peace. They will go home in peace. And then notice uh, Moses' response in verse 24. Moses listened to his father-in-law's advice and followed his suggestions and brought peace in the land. Hallelujah. So here was a son of peace that brought a practical solution for a process that helped to disentangle Moses' situation. It helped to clear it up. And so God can use us as sons of peace to disentangle situations that people around us are dealing with. He can give us powerful plans for peace and can help us to uh, promote a, a peaceful process. Hallelujah. As we yield to him in our identity as sons of peace. Glory to God. Let's look a little bit more about peace. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 2. In Leviticus 26 and verse 2, he says, You must keep my Sabbath days of rest and show reverence for my sanctuary. I am the Lord. And we'll keep going down to verse 6. Verse 3 says, 
If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, I will send you the seasonal rains. The land will then yield its crops and the trees of the field will produce their fruit. The threshing season will overlap with the great harvest and your great harvest will overlap with the season of planting grain. You will eat your field and live securely in your own land. Hallelujah. And I will give you what? Peace, Peace in the land. And you will be able to sleep with no cause for fear. Hallelujah. I will rid the land of wild animals and keep your, keep your enemies out of your land. Hallelujah. Uh, let's look at verse 7 and 8. In fact, you will chase down your enemies and slaughter them with your swords. So you've got the peace and you're operating as a son of peace. And notice this in verse, verse 8. Five of you will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you will chase ten thousand. All your enemies will fall beneath your sword. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're talking about supernatural results, but it's all contingent upon verse 3. It says, you'll walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them. So as we, as we do that, then he will give us peace. Peace will be released to us as we keep walking in the process of his word. As we pace ourselves and proceed in his word, uh, we will have peace in every situation. And he will bring supernatural results to us. Glory to God. Now let's go to Numbers chapter 6. Here was a pronouncement of peace that God gave for the priests to give over the people. In Numbers chapter 6. So this priest who was who the son of peace is pronouncing peace in Numbers chapter 6 in New Living Translation verses 23 through 26. He says, tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. This is something we can claim over ourselves. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his what? Give you his peace. Hallelujah. And in verse 27, whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. Amen. Let's look at that verse in the, um, in the message Bible. He says, in so doing, they will place my name on the people of Israel. And then I believe it's verse 28. Alright, it doesn't show it there, but it says, he says, I will confirm my, I will confirm it by blessing them. He will confirm the blessing that was pronounced. So we can operate as sons of God, sons of peace, and as we speak forth blessings over every situation, God will confirm it by blessing, by putting the blessing on that uh, proclamation that we declare. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm a peace speaker. Hallelujah. He's called us to speak forth the words of peace. Let's look at another uh, son of peace here in Judges chapter 6 and verse 11. In Judges 6 and verse 11, let's look at this in the King James Version, verse 11 and 12. Just to get the backdrop, he says, And there came an angel of the Lord and sat upon the oak which was at Ophrah uh, that pertained to Joash the Abyssalite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And then verse 12, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, appeared unto Gideon, and said unto him, The Lord is with you, the mighty man of battle. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
So the Lord sees us as his mighty sons. And Gideon struggled with that. Gideon needed to be convinced. He, he said he's from the weakest tribe. He needed to be convinced. He only saw his natural side. But the angel of the Lord is helping him to see the revelation that he is a son of God, that he is a mighty man of valor. He's a mighty man of war. And if you skip down to verse 16, the Lord is still encouraging him. And he said, the Lord said unto him, surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Hallelujah. And then in verse 22. And when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord that was speaking to him, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, because I've seen an angel of the Lord face to face. And we'll keep going down to verse 24, 23 and 24. The Lord said to him, Peace be unto you, fear not. Thou shalt not die. He thought because he saw the Lord, he would die. And then verse 24, notice what happened. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day, it is yet in the Oprah of Abizrites. And so he had this encounter and he got this personal revelation that you are Jehovah Shalom. You are Jehovah, the God of peace. And he marked that. And he had this personal revelation that God of peace is with me. He's got my back. And I'm partnering with him as a son of peace to carry out his assignment. Hallelujah. And so we can have those same uh, markings in our lives. So it was, he had this spot. He said, if it was right here where I got the revelation that this is Jehovah Shalom that's dealing with me. Jehovah Wholeness that's dealing with me. And as we reflect back on our lives, we can look back and see those moments, those encounters, if you will, where we experience the Prince of Peace, where we experience the God of Peace, where we experience the God of Wholeness in our lives. And he marked that spot. And that helped him to go forth with the assignment that God called him to do as a son of peace. And so in our identity, in our development of our identity as sons of peace, along our journey, God will give us those personal encounters those personal revelations where we'll see, yes, this is the God of peace who was with me. This is the God of wholeness that's working on my behalf. He's turning everything in my favor. He's the one that's got my back. He's the one that's protecting me. He's the one that's giving me success. He's the one that's giving me victory against overwhelming odds. When the God of peace is with you, it doesn't matter what the odds were. We just saw five can chase a hundred and a hundred ten thousand. When God's on your side, when the God of peace is with you, when Shalom is with you, you cannot lose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You cannot lose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I cannot lose because I'm a son of peace. Hallelujah. Now, here is another occasion here in, in Judges chapter 18 and verse 4. Here in, in Judges 18 and verse 4, the New Living Translation. He said, He told him about his agreement with Micah. And that he had been hired as Michael's personal uh, priest, verses 5 and 6. And they said, ask God whether or not our journey would be successful. I like that. And then in verse 6 it says, go in peace, the, the, the priest replied, for the Lord is watching over your journey. Hallelujah. So here, this was an occasion where a son of peace was seeking counsel from God about their, their journey. And this is what I call probing for his peace, probing for God's peace in his pilgrimage. So as he was journeying, 
He wanted to get God's direction. He wanted to know if the journey would be successful. He didn't just want to step out on his own. God, are you in this? Is Shalom in this? Is wholeness in this? And then once he got the green light, then he, he was able to go forward. Because it says here, the Lord is watching over your journey. And with that, then he knew he could go forward with, with the journey that God has given him. Now let's go to 2 Kings chapter 9. And then here is uh, how sin can rock the progress of, of peace. Sin can, can plug up the pro progress of peace. In 2 Kings chapter 9 and verse 22. King Jehoram, uh, King Jehoram demanded, Do you come in peace, Jehu? Jehu replied, How can there be peace as long as there is idolatry and, whip, and the witchcraft of your mother Jezebel all around us? Hallelujah. And so uh, peace can be plugged up. It can be blocked when there's sin, Amen. when there's disobedience all around. That can, that can plug up the flow of peace and can plug up our manifestations as sons of peace. So we want to repent of peace. We want to repent of those things and give ourselves to God so that he can use us as sons of peace. Amen. Here is another condition, 2 Chronicles chapter 15. And we'll look at verse 3. And look at this in the Amplified Bible, 2 Chronicles 15 and verse 3. It says, Now for a long time Israel was without three things, without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. And verse 4, it said, But when they in their trouble turned to the Lord, the, the God of Israel, and in desperation earnestly sought for him, he was found by them. And in the verse 5, in those times, there was no peace to him who went out or uh, to him who came in. But great and vexing afflictions and disturbances were among all the inhabitants of the countries. Verse 6. Nation was broken pieces against nation and city against city. For God vexed and troubled them with all sorts of adversity. And so again, back to verse 3. Uh, there was, a, there was a problem where darkness dominated because they were without three things. Without the true God, they were without the priest to teach them and without the law to instruct them. So even in our land today, on a personal level, we need these three things. We need the true God in our personal lives. We need uh, a priest to teach us. Thank God we have a great apostle to teach us the word. And then we need the word, the law to instruct us. You take those three out of our personal lives, darkness will dominate. Also, you can look at our political lives. If you take those three out of our political, our public lives, you take out the real God, you take out the teaching priest, the apostle, you take out the word, you have darkness dominating, you have lawlessness dominating. And so we need those three things. We need God, we need the word, and we need apostles and, and, and ministers that will teach forth the word of God. You may have heard that saying, N-O God, no God, N-O, no peace. No God, K-N-O-W, no God, K-N-O-W, no peace. If we take God out, there is no peace. Hallelujah. But if we know God, K-N-O-W, then there is peace. And so we're called to pursue peace, and we're called to plant seeds of peace. Uh, go with me to Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 16.
we're called to plant seeds of peace. And here it says, and, and now may the Lord of peace himself grant you his peace, the peace of his kingdom at all times and in all ways, under all circumstances and conditions, whatever comes, the Lord be with you all. Hallelujah. So uh, the Passion Translation says, Now may the God, may the Lord himself, the Lord of peace, pour into you his peace in every circumstance and in every possible way. The Lord's tangible presence be with you all. I like it. God wants to pour his peace into us as sons of peace in every circumstance, no matter what, what we're dealing with. There is a peace, there is a wholeness that is available to us. There is no situation, no circumstance that's beyond the shalom of God. There is nothing that's beyond the wholeness of God. He says in every situation, we call for his peace to be poured out in us to minister to us in every situation and in every possible way. God's tangible presence be with us. Jehovah Shalom be with us again and again in every situation. Hallelujah. Look with me over in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 as a familiar passage. Isaiah chapter 9. I'm, I'm calling this a, the, the preeminent peace. The preeminent prince of peace will, will bring unlimited wholeness. The preeminent peace, prince of peace will bring unlimited wholeness. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, of eternity and prince of what? Peace. Prince of peace. And then in verse 7, of the increase of the government and of peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from the latter time forth, even forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So we've been talking about the year of performance. So this preeminent prince of peace will perform complete wholeness in every area of our lives. He is the one that will bring the government under control. He is the one that has ever-increasing government, and of his peace there shall be no end. The Message Bible calls him the Prince of Wholeness. He's the Prince of Wholeness that will bring wholeness to every area. It says there will be no limits to the wholeness that he brings into our lives. Hallelujah. And as we begin to wrap up, I want to uh, give you these two passages uh, go with me to Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 20. The God of peace is at work. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 13 and verse 20. And he's working through his sons of peace. And it says, Now may the God of peace, who is the author and the giver of peace, who brought again from among the dead our Lord Jesus, he brought him again from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood that sealed, ratified the everlasting agreement and covenant and testament, in the verse 21, strengthen, complete, perfect, and make you what you ought to be, and equip you with everything good that you may carry out his will. So complete wholeness. He made this God of peace work out his wholeness, perfection, and everything to carry out his will. While he himself works in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ the Messiah, to whom be glory forever and ever, to the ages of ages. Amen, so be it. Amen. Hallelujah. So the government is on his shoulder and he is at work in our lives. And so because he's in control of everything and as we submit and yield to him, 
The Prince of Peace will work his peace and perfection in every area of our lives. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. One last scripture. Uh, go with me to uh, Romans chapter 16 and verse 20. I love this passage. Romans 16 and verse 20. Hallelujah. This is the God of peace at work. Working through the sons of peace. Hallelujah. Let's look at this in the message Bible. Hallelujah. He says here, and before you know it, the God of who? The God of peace will come down on Satan with both feet. Hallelujah. Stumping him into the dirt. Enjoy the best of Jesus. So the God of peace is going to prevail. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at this one more time. Before you know it, the God of peace will come down on Satan with both feet. Stumping him into the dirt. So that we can continue to enjoy the best of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to read this out of the Passion Bible. I like this out of the Passion Bible. It says, and it says, and the God of peace will swiftly pound Satan. And they were saying this word, this word swiftly, doesn't mean uh, in terms of time. It means that, that it's going to be a quick, a swift action. It says he'll come shortly. It's not talking about the time. It's talking about how quick the action is going to be. And so here again it says, the God of peace will swiftly pound Satan to a pulp under your feet. Hallelujah. And the wonderful favor of the Lord Jesus will surround you. And so we partner with the Prince of Peace. And notice that he will be under our feet. Hallelujah. He will pound him under our feet. The God of peace will pound him under our feet. Hallelujah. Everybody say, under my feet. And it will be done swiftly. Hallelujah. When I thought about swiftly, I thought about how you just have this fly that's been going around and buzzing around and bugging you and interrupting you, and then you finally just get the thing and just kill it, and once while it's done, well, that's how God is. It's not going to take him long. Hallelujah. He's going he's gonna to be done swiftly. He's going to pound to a pump swiftly, and he'll be wiped out out of the way. Hallelujah. And we'll enjoy the full manifestation of peace. As the sons of peace. Hallelujah. Somebody say thank God for peace. God. Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands. Father, we just thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. Thank you that you've made us sons of peace. We thank you that we take our role, take our identity as sons of peace to speak peace in every situation, every adverse situation as we connect to you, as we seek you and probe you concerning our steps, concerning our pace, concerning our progress. Should we go here? Should we go there? We'll be led forth by your peace. The peace that's on the inside of us that passes all understanding. I speak your peace upon us. Your peace upon this house. Your peace upon our pursuit of our new building, Father. Your wholeness, Father, in every area. Your peace in our finances. Your peace in our family. Your peace in our physical bodies. Let everybody, everybody be every whole, whole, totally whole from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. Because you are the Prince of Peace. You are the anointed one of peace. And we release your anointing of peace to do a work in every area of our lives. Use us as agents of peace. As ambassadors of peace. To bring peace to those around us. Help us tune in to you. To peaceful heaven. To tune into your frequencies. To speak answers of peace like Joseph did in that situation. Let us be your ambassadors of peace. To bring peace to every adverse circumstance. That in alignment with your will. So that your will may be done on earth, just as it is in heaven. We thank you, Father, for your peace in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, thank God.